You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Welcome. I am your host, Kayla Canaram. Joining me is my co-host, Cody Tapp, and our producer, Nick Schwert. Fellas, first things first, the Houstons? Did anyone listen to the end of our last podcast? I said, we're getting ready to play the Houstons. In fairness, I thought you just did it again, and I was going to be like, okay, we have to have an intervention. Um, do you guys news. hear it when I say that? I heard it, but I, I ignored it because they don't deserve the respect of their correct name. My brain is going so much faster than my mouth most of the time. One day I said we were, had a game on Saturday. I meant Sunday. I hear these things afterwards and I can't correct them and it makes me so frustrated. So What was I, I saying? I heard it. I heard it in real time, but I decided <laughs> to let it slide because A, it was the end of the episode. I didn't feel like we needed to bring attention to it. And two... I'm already I already pick on Cody a little bit. So if I do it to you as well, then I'm just mean to everyone. And I'm <laughs> and I'm a bully. Whereas if I just do it to Cody, it's like, oh, it's this little dynamic that they have. So I'm not gonna like give you the same treatment I give him. Feel free to correct me. I love Houston's the restaurant. Not sure what Houston's is the football team, but the Houston I mean, Texans. The Houston's here closed like 10 years ago. I know. I think they're slowly going out of business and it makes me sad because they have great chicken tenders. Great ribs as well. Not a lot of people know that. Once ran into Tony Gonzalez and Vani Holiday at a Houston's. So, you know, exact bringing it into the Chiefs realm. There you go. (laughs) There's Cody to get us back on track. (laughs) All right, you guys. First things first, what will it take for the Chiefs defense to earn your trust back? When in the playoffs, there isn't anything they can do, I guess, short of averaging, letting up three points a game over the next four games, that's going to make me believe more that than the worst performance I think they've had all season and what they did against Denver. I know they're put in a disadvantageous position a couple of times because of the interceptions by Mahomes, so short fields, all that stuff, but they can't score against anybody. So I can't just assume, just because a couple of times they're put in a good spot, you can't do it. And that, I told you in the last podcast, that second and 34 kind of ruined my confidence in them at least for a few weeks. What I need to see them do is do this against an opponent who is a playoff caliber team, because as much as some of the best defenses in the NFL are going to be seen in the playoffs in the NFC side, Philly, the Cowboys, the 49ers all rank somewhere in the top seven. All the best offenses are going to be in the AFC playoffs, the chiefs, the bills, the Bengals, Miami, you're going to see all the top squads on that end. So very simply put, the defense is going to have to perform in the postseason in order to get that trust because that's when you're going to actually need them. I don't need them against Houston. I barely need them against a now floundering a little bit Seattle team. We just told you Denver can't reconvince me that that's a squad that they're supposed to do it against. And that just leaves me the Raiders and maybe a week 18 game that matters. So it's no, got to be the Cody, postseason. 
No, don't do this to yourself. Don't even say that it's the postseason because you and I both know if they do it in one round in the postseason, you're going to say, oh, well, that was a flash in the pan. They're not going to do it next week. We both <laughs> know that. So here's the real answer is nothing, Kayla. There's nothing they can ever do for me to trust them. They can just surprise me oh. one game and I'll say, wow, I didn't see that coming. And then hopefully that's the game that gets them over the hump that allows them to win the Super Bowl because the reality is they don't need to be great for three games. They don't need to be great for two games. They need to be okay for two games and great for one game. That's how you win the Super Bowl. And that's not even saying it's necessarily in the Super Bowl, but to win three straight games in the postseason, you only need the defense to be good for one. So you don't need to trust them. They just need to show up on one of those Sundays when you absolutely need it. The stars need to align on the game where the offense is just a little off, right? They're not the full A-plus game that you know they're going to be on a lot of nights. If it's a night like we saw against the, the Broncos on Sunday, that's the game where you need the defense to show up. And if they do that, that will be it. But aside from just showing up and surprising you on a random Sunday, like there's there's absolutely nothing the Chiefs can do what? in the final four weeks or even leading into the playoffs that's going to lead you, like sitting here on a Wednesday in January saying, this defense is great. I know they're going to show up. I know they're going to bring their A game. There's, We all know that that's not going to happen. What's wild is we should already feel that way. They are third in the NFL in sacks. If I had told you that going into the year, they would be currently third in the entire NFL in team sacks, trailing only the two best, two of the best defenses in the NFL, one of which the team says Micah Parsons, who is the defensive player of the year winner, by the way, all the Vegas out to tell you he's already won it. The award is done and it's his. So it feels like that should be there. There is one more thing, Nick. I thought about it. As much as it is the postseason, if they just start getting a ton of turnovers, they want to just decide they're a team who takes the ball away. Okay, I'll listen. They want to get on a heater and they just start forcing fumbles, getting picks, you know, but that's taking not the ball happen. away. You know it's not going to happen either. I know, but I'm saying if it I'm happens, ruining, I'm ruining all your dreams right now. I'm just trying to <laughs> absolutely rain on every parade that you bring to the table because you bring up a good point, Cody. They're third in sacks behind the Eagles and the Cowboys. And nobody would dare talk about the Chiefs defense in the same conversation as those two. Those are the two best defenses in the NFL, or two of the best. You know who's right behind the Chiefs and sacks? The Patriots and the Jets. Chiefs are a better team than both of those teams. But again, those teams have infinitely better defenses than the Chiefs do. So what is that to lead me to believe? That that there is this one statistic that we've all agreed is very, very important when talking about defenses, right? Getting after the quarterback. And the Chiefs do it as well as anybody. But yet they don't stack up with basically any other defensive category. It tells me that Steve Spagnolo, right? The guy who everybody's name has been cursing over the last 48 hours, saying that he doesn't know how to game plan, that he should have been fired years ago, that he's run out of his bag. Steve Spagnolo is the only reason this isn't a bottom five defense. If there's one thing that man knows how to do, it's get after the quarterback. It is the reason why he has stayed employed in the NFL for as long as he has. I am not saying he's a great defensive coordinator. I'm not saying he's top 10 in the NFL. I'm just saying he knows what he's doing when it comes to getting after the quarterback. And if it wasn't for that, this defense would be holding this team back far more than it is this year. I guess a lot of it comes down to like, there's stats that make you feel good about the Chiefs defense. If you want to feel good about the Chiefs defense, like you want to go out there and you're looking for the 
feel good stat like the sack. But then, you know, like more advanced analytics things that I believe in and trust like DVOA, they're 25th. But again, the, the thing I said about what they do actually still stands out to me. Because again, I think likely what you're going to see in the postseason is a bunch of versions of you. Because I don't think, except for Buffalo, whose defense at times can play at an elite level, but seemingly hasn't been able to do that in the postseason, and the Chiefs have proven they can move the ball against, at least in the regular season earlier this year, every other team in the postseason is kind of the worst version of you. They're either a little bit better than you on defense, but not enough better, but they're also worse than you on offense. Like Miami is both worth, worse than you on offense and worse than you on defense. The Chargers are worse offense and defense. The Patriots are worse offense and a slightly better defense, but not enough to make up the difference. The AFC is loaded full of teams who are designing themselves to be like the Chiefs, only to find themselves being like the, you know, the Diet Thunder, you know, the, the Dr. Thunder version of it, right? The Mountain Lightning. They're not the better version of the same beverage. They're the worst version of that. I guess I could have made this my vibe check, but you get the point. They're <laughs> Opportunity just... missed, dude. I know, I know. But Dr. Still. Thunder, man, if you can slip that reference in. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Whatever off-brand soda you remember from your childhood. Uh, I think something's wrong with me because actually some off-brand soda is better than the originals. Which ones? Uh, Pib Extra is better than Dr. Pepper. Sierra Mist is better than Sprite. We should definitely be talking about seven ups place in this. Seven up is number one. No, hey, no, up. it is not. Seven up is three. It goes Sierra Mist Sprite seven up. What seven up last? Ah, I won't agree to this. It you tastes like up. artificial sugar. You just exposed yourself, Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> you have no credibility now. If you put seven up at three, you have no credibility in the soda game. Sprite is where it's at. It's the right. perfect sugar fizz mix. I want it crisp. is refreshing and crisp. I want no, if I want crisp, <laughs> I'm going with the cold glass of seven up. <laughs> okay, well, going back to the question really quickly, as to whether or not how do they earn our trust back? They haven't lost my trust. Am I not overreacting enough? I think we've talked about so many times this season how the defense saved us. The defense saved us. The defense kept yep. us in that game. The only time where I was concerned was in the Bengals game because A, it was a loss. B Sacks were essentially non-existent. In the game against Denver, we still won. We got sacks. Like, I don't think all is lost. Am well, I crazy for thinking that? Here's what I think. No, you're not crazy. And the reason why I feel like I flipped a switch so quickly to where I went from, okay, I'm kind of liking this defense to now I don't believe in them at all, is because the way that they were saving games, as you put it, Kayla was making big clutch plays, like timely sacks, getting out for the quarterback, timely interceptions. And that stuff's great when you're winning. But the problem is it's like, it's almost the equivalent of putting all your eggs into one basket. Like we're not going <laughs> to- Notorious for doing that. Right? We're not going to shut you down for four quarters. We're going to have one stellar quarter and that will be enough for us to win. And when you're doing that and winning games by one point or three points- it sort of makes you think in the back of your head, like, oh, this is great. But like, what happens if that doesn't happen? And what happens if you don't get that big clutch sack on third down once a game like the Chiefs do? And we've seen that the last two weeks. When you don't have those big clutch plays late, all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're kind of showing yourself a little bit. You're showing your true colors, which is we're going to give up big plays. We're going to give up a lot of yards. We're not great at tackling. So I, I, 
you're you're not wrong because if they do this if they go back to doing that the, the next four weeks and all of a sudden they are making those clutch plays we'll be right back to where we started but i still think there will always be that level of uneasiness it's just the okay. denver part i'll always have questions because of the denver part i know it's not fair to judge a team off of one performance but god that offense was so bad coming into it and so bad for a quarter and a half of that game all right. Well, we're going to switch gears to the MVP race. Patrick Mahomes is no longer the favorite to win MVP. He has now been overtaken by Jalen Hurts after another blowout win for the Eagles. Mahomes is second at plus 200. Do you guys still think Mahomes will win league MVP? Ooh, this is the first time in a while I feel like I'm more 50-50 than I've been like 65-35 in favor of Mahomes for a while. I do. I do still think he's going to win it. And I think it's the plays like the one to Jarek McKinnon that's going to get him the deal. The thing that hurts him the most is Patrick Mahomes is like LeBron in this scenario. They will always look for reasons to not vote for him. Otherwise, you could just give it to Mahomes all the time, right? Super easy. He's the best player on the best team, consistently going to an AFC title game. Everyone knows who he is. Everyone knows he makes crazy plays. He's an easy person to vote for for MVP in any given year. And that makes it hard. The, the difference is I really do think Mahomes is going to win these games out. And I think just based on his history, this level of turnover play won't continue. And if he didn't turn the ball over in this last game, he was going to go for 425 and four touchdowns. And so I just feel like he's still at the end going to put up a yardage total and a touchdown total that's going to get him the award. The scariest thing for me is, is that the voters are always look for a reason to vote for someone that isn't him. Because they know he'll get another one. He'll have two or three. We're not worried about that. And Jalen Hurts is going to play on a team that might go 16-1. and one. If you go 16-1, and one, it is very hard to not win MVP. Yeah, I don't want to sit here and act like it's not even close. Like, part of me wants to do that and just say, well, I don't even know what people are saying. Like, Jalen Hurts doesn't have the number. No, he does. Like, yeah. he doesn't have the same passing numbers, but the efficiency is insane. And he's got the rushing numbers to go along with it. I think my big thing with Mahomes versus Hertz is let's remove circumstances or let's add the context at, at the very least when talking about all this, Jalen Hertz is playing behind a top five, maybe a number one offensive line in the NFL. He has top five wide receiver core. He has a top five defense. Got a lot of things working in his favor. That doesn't detract from what he's done. But you can't say any of those things I just said about Patrick Mahomes. So if I'm sitting here and splitting hairs between them statistically, to me, it's, it's a no-brainer. And I think the other thing that we're seeing right now is that Jalen Hurts is on a tear. Like the, the last month, I don't think he has a single turnover. Maybe may, he, may have a, he may have a fumble in there, but I know he doesn't have an interception. So he's got what? Uh, 11 touchdowns, one turnover in the last month. Meanwhile, things have looked a little shaky. We see this all the time with odds throughout the season is they ride these ebbs and flows of one bad game from one guy coupled by one great game from another guy. Or the, like the Eagles have looked unstoppable the last two weeks. And I think last week, not even this game against the Giants, but it was the game against the Titans where all of a sudden he was sitting back in the pocket and dicing them up. And you said, oh, okay, this guy isn't just a, a running quarterback. So this, the storylines play into it a lot. 
I do think this, Cody, you mentioned it. If they lose one game, it's over. If the Eagles don't lose, there is there is no way anybody not named Jalen Hurts wins it. And I don't even care what happens with Joe Burrow. I know he's right there at third, but like this isn't even a Patrick Mahomes conversation at that point. If they go 16 and one, it, the conversation's over. It's just hard. Mahomes at this rate, we're so far in pacing stats mean more than ever. He's on pace for 5,400 yards and 44 touchdowns just in the air. By the way, Mahomes doesn't have zero rushing stats. He'll tack on another 450 there. So it's like all, to, but you know what sucks is if you're not a running quarterback, Nick, they never give you those stats. They never say, here are the combined stats for Jalen Hurts. Here are the combined stats for Mahomes. They say, here are the combined stats for the running quarterback. Here's what Mahomes does in the air. They never also give him the rushing ability, which they clearly should. Mahomes is having one of the 15th most efficient seasons in quarterbacking history. Second time he would have done that by the end of his career. Second to his own performance in 2018. It includes the Tom Brady undefeated regular season year. It includes so many tremendously great single individual years. I honestly think he should win it. And not no, just because it- don't say that. Don't say that. If you're telling me right now, <laughs> seriously, if you're telling me if Jalen Hurts finishes because right now he's got 32 touchdowns because he's got 10 rushing touchdowns. Yeah. You're telling me if he finishes with 43 total touchdowns, 5,000 total yards, and that team goes 16 and one. You're going to look at me with a straight face and say somebody else should win MVP. It's hard because Mahomes will be 13, you know, 14 and three. We'll also have more than 5,000 total yards. He'll actually have closer to 6,000 total yards. He'll also have, he'll have more total touchdowns than Jalen Hurts. And you just mentioned circumstance. If I'm voting for the MVP, that would matter to me. One guy is on the single best roster in the NFL. That's it. You, you'd mention all the areas. The Eagles are the single, if you traded rosters with anyone, if we drafted rosters one through 32, Nick, and you had to put your entire team on it, you'd take the Eagles first. Yeah, I would. Of, of course I would. But I also think like if we're going to, we have to be consistent here because if we're going to admit that there is no position in sports more important to that team's success than quarterback, yeah. Jalen Hurts, not just, I mean, like, be, not just for a successful team, but like statistically, or if you just want to go off the eye test, he's passing every test. There's nothing you could point to from Jalen Hurts and say, yeah, but. No, you can't. If you look, like, if there's circumstances, I'm with you. The circumstances matter. He's in a much better place to succeed. But if you're passing every single test put in front of you, and if I don't have one thing to point to and say, remember that one game, though? Remember that game where he didn't look that very good? He is making high level throws, and it looks like he's getting better as the season goes along. And I feel like the odds are starting to reflect that a little bit. What? I mean, it is most valuable player. And to me, I feel like that's Patrick Mahomes. Yes, I'm biased, but his numbers are the best. Look what he's done through adversity and all these new offensive weapons and without Tyree kill. And when you're voting for this, what do you look at? Do you look at stats? Do you look at record? Do you look at what, what is the biggest focus when voting for MVP? Usually it's best quarterback on one of the best teams. Typically. I mean, that's, you're almost assuredly going to get a quarterback and almost always 
It's the quarterback with one of the best records in the NFL. And then if it's not that, then it's people doing historically great statistical things, which both guys are doing. That 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 falls in both camps. The Hertz isn't doing quite what like Lamar did a couple of years ago, but boy, it is not far off. What, okay, so what if I told you that Patrick Mahomes has six more turnovers, right? So he's averaging about matter. every two games, he's turning the ball over in a situation where Jalen Hurts isn't. Like that that evens that evens the margins a little bit, doesn't it? It does. I guess. <laughs> Kaylee, well, you tried you to get away with it on the last episode. I sat there <laughs> and I gave Patrick Mahomes my loser ball. So now all of a sudden I am becoming, even though I'm wearing <laughs> a Patrick Mahomes t-shirt, I am somehow trying be- to make up for it today. <laughs> yeah, I knew I needed to earn some brownie points. <laughs> now I'm becoming the Mahomes hater on this podcast. <laughs> wow. We all love Boy, you, Patrick. Not, not a good place to pin yourself, by the way. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. 